Welcome back to Rift City Rundown. This is episode 9 of the podcast. We are coming to you the day after the Game 3 loss to Denver at home. This win by Denver gives them home court advantage once again. Very disheartening loss, especially when it's the first home game of the playoffs. We'll give you the recap, the breakdown, what went right, what went wrong, who played well, who didn't. And so, yeah, so what are your initial thoughts slash your initial reaction to this to this game? I mean, I'm just like every other Blazer fan. I'm pissed. I'm disappointed. Um, that was a game we really wanted to win, really needed to win. And we had our opportunities. They just, shots weren't falling for us. Shots were falling for them. Some players that are never going to do something like that in their life again did some things. And, um, yeah, let's just get it out of the way. Uh, Austin Rivers, four threes, shooting five for ten from three-point land. Um, yeah, that's. I don't know what else to say about that. I mean, he's an NBA player. He's capable of making those shots. It's just really frustrating when he's probably the last guy you're going to help, help. He's the last guy you expect to beat you in that manner. And, unfortunately, he's hitting contested step-back threes while Norman Powell is missing wide-open corner threes. You know, that's somehow just the way it goes. It's really frustrating, though, because, you know, that's not Austin Rivers' game, but it happens against us. And I think part of that is our defense. Our defense is dog. And by dog, I mean it's bad. Um, And, yeah. I mean, that was kind of how the night was in general. Um, Just everything was going their way. And not much was going our way. I mean, Dame and CJ combined for, it says eight threes, eight for 26. But like three of those threes were in the last minute when we tried to make a somewhat of a comeback. Um, So, I mean, it's just there was no consistency to our game. Nothing, um, Nothing seemed like it flowed. A lot of just the same ISO ball stuff. I mean, I don't know how to say Um, that. I'm curious. We ended up with 20 assists, which is all right. But game one win, we scored. We have 29 assists. Game two, only 15. So we meet in the middle this time, but it's still not good enough, in my honest opinion. We have to be able to move the ball around more. And... Uh, let's talk about Nurkic here. So Nurk, you know, he plays really well. Probably his best game of the series. Plus nine when he's on the floor. Um, and he fouls out with seven minutes ago in the game. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I mean, Nurkic played a great game all around. He was great playmaking. Um, he had six assists in the first half, only ended with six assists. So it definitely slowed down a bit in the second half. But, I mean, he was active offensively and defensively and then you know we can get into the refing later but i mean there were a couple bad calls on him resulting in six fouls like dame said it best i mean he said we're playing aggressive and physical just like them and but everything we do is a foul um so i mean what can you say i mean there was a play where Compazzo slaps down on the ball not the ball actually dame's arm I think it was like late third, maybe in the fourth, but no foul called, and that just kind of summarized the refing all night. I mean, they ended up with 27 free throws, I believe, compared to us at 13. So, I mean, when you're already... However, according to Denver fans, it was actually way closer because a lot of those free throws were late in the game when we were intentionally fouling, but it still doesn't take away from the fact that Lillard shot two free throws all night. Two free throws when he's the one who's going to the hole the most. And it's like... 
Well, the annoying part is, you know, you see, like, especially, like, Denver fans, talk, like, they talk about this all the time, like, Dame gets superstar calls, and he gets, like, he, he flops on his threes and stuff, and it's like, he shot two free throws. It's like, I don't understand that argument, because it literally doesn't make sense. You shoot two free throws, and then every shot he shoots where he gets fouled, it's obviously no shot, it's that side out. So he's never going to shoot free throws. That's that's exactly what it is. Um, just refing has been pretty questionable the last two games. Um, and, and it's it's not an excuse for why we lost. It's just when your star player who goes to the hole and drives to the basket the most, and if any player on the floor, both teams shoots two free throws, there that that is an issue. Yeah, I mean when you're already down early and you're trying to make a run to come back, when you hit your when you're starting to hit your shots a little bit. And they slowly start to slow down. The free throws come in, slows the game down, and gets Denver right back in the driver's seat of the game. So that was super disappointing in the second half, just when you're trying to come back from a deficit like we had early. Three-point shooting. The roles reversed today. Um, They end up making 20 of their 38 shots for over 50%, compared to us 14 of 45 for only 30%, and that's probably a little... A little more than it probably should have been. We hit like four threes in yeah. the final minute of the game. Yeah. Um, that was definitely something that I didn't necessarily expect. De- Denver is a good three-point shooting team. Like, they're not bad. They're in the top ten. You know, we are number two, I believe, or we're at least in the top three. So that was definitely a sh- like an advantage for us going in. And, you know, Damian Lillard, five for 16, CJ, three for 10, and, you know, a lot of those were, you know, late. And there was a point when Dame was 3 for 10 and CJ was 2 for 9. It's just like that shooting, it doesn't matter how good of a team you are. You're just not going to win many games in the playoffs if you can't shoot, especially when your defense is suspect. And speaking of suspect defense, let's talk about Ennis Cantor. So nothing against Cantor personally. He had a fantastic series in the West Conference Finals. However, Jokic is a much better player now. And Cantor is just, his defense is so bad. It's so bad. He only played six minutes last night, and in those six minutes, he was a minus 15. A minus 15. So that means the six minutes he was on the floor, we got outscored by 15 points. And I think the, the how do I say this? The, the main part of where I was like, okay, Cantor just literally, is, this is not the series for him is, you know, he comes in, you know, his job for us is to score and give us second chance opportunities and rebound. They put up a three, they miss. Jokic gets the rebound out, well, first shoves Canner off the spot, but they're not going to call his ball foul on Jokic. God forbid that happens. Then Canner slaps Jokic across the face going for the ball. It's a flagrant. That one was more of a flagrant than CJ shove on Composito. So I'm not going to necessarily argue the flagrant. It's more Canner's fault for not doing the job of rebounding and they immediately get two free throws and the ball and we're back down seven again like that it's yeah i mean if canner's on this floor again especially if it's with like a mellow next to them terry has no business coaching the rest of the series i mean canner is practically unplayable at this point his replacement for his minutes ronde hollis jefferson however was a plus one in his minutes on on the night um, so I mean, but, but that's the thing. Like he did, he scores zero. He scores zero points. Canner scores zero points. So if Canner's not going to be on there for his offense, then why is he on the floor? Like if you're not going to score, 
then why are you there? I mean, I mean that's exactly it. He hasn't really scored at all this series, I don't think. I mean, No, you're, he's just there to play bad defense. And it's, again, like, Canner, in the right matchups, he can be good. Like, I think this, if somehow we, end, like, for example, if we play Phoenix in the second round and, and, you know, it works out like that in a hypothetical world, against Aiton, that might be a good play. He just needs size, and Aiton is not Jokic. But against Jokic, who can he is Jokic is destroying Cantor, and it's it's just it's tough to watch. It's really tough to watch. Yeah, I mean, now would be a good time to have Zach Collins. Now would be a great time to have Zach Collins. You said you saw something like, barring we advance, he could possibly make a return. Maybe some return, possibly like late second round conference finals area, but. I don't know. It, that, it's kind of a stretch. I, I, I wish we had him. Um, but, yeah, he would be another defender that we could really use. It's just the problem with the Blazers is we don't have many two-way guys. We're either guys who can really play offense and not play a lick of defense, a.k.a. Ennis Canner, C.J. McCollum, or guys who are very good defenders who offer no offensive out- output, Rondé Hall, Jefferson, Derek Jones, Jr., and, you know, I think the closest we have to a two-way player is, is Nurk. Yeah, Nurk's the only guy that showed up on both sides of the ball last and, night. And Dame, Dame gives effort on defense, so I'm not going to be like, Dame doesn't play defense. I mean, he is limited with size, and, you know, he is shouldering the offensive load, so it's tough for him to really put it all out there on defense. But he's still, you know, I still think he's a neutral, at least. He's, he's just, he's neutral on defense. He's not necessarily a negative. Yeah, for sure. Um... Terry Stotts, do you think that there should be rotation changes? Do you think the – like, what were your thoughts on the small ball lineup to end the game? Uh, some people liked it. Some people hated it. I personally – I don't really know because I don't necessarily think what happened was an ac- accurate re- representation. Um, Mello on Jokic – I, I kind of like the small ball lineup if Nurk's not in the game because it leaves Kander on the bench. So if Cannon's on the bench, we're doing something right. Um, the problem was when you play small ball, you have to go double Jokic, and then he can find guys who theoretically aren't necessarily great shooters, but last night were on fire. Look at Austin Rivers. So the small ball lineup did not work, but I don't blame that on Terry. Because last night it was either going to be you double and live with Austin Rivers threes, or you have to watch Yo, yeah, it's it's just it just shows the holes in this roster that a lot of people kind of just like been looking through like golden glasses and haven't seen them, mm-hmm. haven't seen. I mean, I think what we did last night was smart. Doubling Jokic, you got to make the guys that weren't even in the league earlier in this year hit their shots. I mean, there's this thing called shot quality, um, and it gives you what the final score is. Like, if you just look at the shots that were taken, what the final score would normally be expected to be. The Blazers, expected by the shots taken, should have won by six. They had a 65% chance to win based on the shots taken. So that just shows that we missed open shots. The shot shot quality that each team took, you know, for example, an Austin River step back three over over CJ is theoretically less likely to go in than a Norman Powell wide open corner three. And that's how it was that's last night. Kind of how it was last night, and that's the thing about basketball. And at the end of the day, it's a make or miss league. If you you could have a team of Giannis and Katie and LeBron, and they're clamping on defense, but if you have five guys who are just spraying, it's kind of what the Mavericks have been doing to the Clippers. 
Yes, the Clippers' defense has been kind of bad, like team defense-wise, but the Mavericks have hot. shot the lights out, and that's why they're up 2-0. So the Blazers, you know, today they played all right, but the Nuggets just got con- contributions from very, very unlikely sources. Again, no shade to any of the Nuggets players, you know, but you, you'd be lying. Even Austin Rivers himself would be like, did I expect to go 5 for 10? Probably not. Mm. Especially late like that. I mean, like, Jokic and MPJ were deferring. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that Jokic is deferring and still putting up 36 points. Like, he's... he's How many assists did Jokic have? Five. Composo was on triple-double watch. He needed two rebounds, two assists. He had a triple-double, which is just... How is Composo being that much of a playmaker? Well, Composo is a playmaker. It's easy to be a playmaker when your job is to put it in the post to Jokic. He had a nice drop-off to Gordon for the N1 that gave Nurk his sixth. Nurk's just got to be smarter with foul trouble. Um, the one on the ground, the fourth. The one, the fourth and the fifth were both soft. Was the, the fifth the charge? No, the fifth. That was the third. The fifth was um, the reach-in on Jokic when he got the ball in the high post. Um, with about ten minutes maybe to go in the game or something. I don't really remember the time. But that was probably the softest call. Fourth was pretty soft, too. Yes, Nurk reached up. Should not have. Um reached in especially with the way the refs are calling the series it's just it's interesting because we're not asking the refs to favor us we're just asking them to be consistent if aaron gordon is going to go to the line for an and one because he gets touched on the wrist i expect dame to get the same call and not composo being able to reach in and grab his arm just because composo is small that's not that's not an excuse composo is a a tiny he's tiny what is he 510 something like that he's he's actually tiny and when he's that small, the refs let him get away with stuff. And it's frustrating because Dame, I, I kid you not, I don't think Dame lies about his, you know, getting hit. But, I mean, every two minutes I can just read his lips and he always is like, they're grabbing my arm. They're holding my arm. And, obviously, if the refs want it to be playoff basketball, not every call should be But do that on the other side. But do it on the other side. That's how it's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, even, like, Powell. I remember, like, three or four times last night where Powell was, like, going up for a shot and then – he feels he gets hit or something and asks for a foul, and he ends up with no free throws. We had 13 free throws as a team. That is nothing. Anthony Davis had 21 by himself in oh. the Phoenix Suns game. and I mean, the Phoenix yeah, the Phoenix Suns versus Lakers game yeah. in game two. He had 21 by himself, which is like, I don't know. The, the, let's, let's talk about some... Some positive things. Some we, we've been we've been kind of negative. Carmelo Anthony started off bad. We finished this with seventeen again. Here's like okay, actually this is not a positive thing. Here's the problem with Carmelo Anthony. Yep. He scores seventeen points, five of twelve, four of eight from three. That is good shooting. He finishes as a minus eleven because his defense is very not good. The <laughs> it's only very bad. the only plus on the defensive side that I saw from all night was maybe like two straight possessions where he was on Jokic. And he was at least like just like making him shoot, which again is probably a bucket for Jokic. But like he wasn't at least just getting bullied. He was the only guy that was knocking down shots to start the fourth quarter. But other than that, four minute stretch of his 8-0 run by himself, his minutes just weren't really that valuable. They I'm just were filler minutes. Our, our bench is just very weak in terms of defense. When you have Simon's Canner and Carmelo coming off the bench, I mean that is probably. Three of the worst defenders 
But even offensively, it's not that good. No. It's just not good. It's not good because you have to have Dame or CJ on the floor at all times. So that begs the question. I don't think this is that there's any chance this happens, but do you put one of the three guards, either CJ or Norm, do you bring him off the bench and do like a Derrick Rose? Do you bring him off the bench? They end up playing They end up playing most minutes. If I had my choice, like, it'd be CJ. And then who do you start? I would start either Derrick Jones Jr. or Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. You go that big because with Jefferson? I guess they go big, too, if we think about it. Yes, because if you have Dame and Norm, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Covington, and Nurk, that is a... I mean, Rocco has six points. Okay, you're basically taking away some offensive production for light years better on, on the defensive end. And just just see how it works. Like, just try it. Start Derek Jones Jr. Like, CJ is a fantastic player, but... You, some, I mean, if you, I don't know, I'm, I'm not the coach, but I would, you know, see if, explore one of those options of putting more defense in the starting lineup, or maybe even bringing Norm off the bench to provide some more defense. Yeah, that was the, the thing about the trade with Gary. Gary was coming off the bench. Norm is obviously now a starter, so. We're very top yeah, heavy. Yeah. Our starters, Our are, starters are great, but. The bench is terrible. Um, but some positive things is. It's only 2-1 in the series. We proved we can beat them it's on their home floor. Not over. Game four is a absolute must win. It's at 1 o'clock Pacific it's time. 1 o'clock Pacific time. So er, er, early game for for those Oregonians so, out there. Well, let's talk about the fans at Moda. I feel like the energy was loud at times, but like you got those people sitting courtside. The only people you could see yeah. like, get I, loud, I think, please. Yeah, I think, I think it was louder than we thought. I think, you know, the game was on NBA TV and the quality there is really, really bad. So you're not going to hear... You're not going to hear the fans as much as compared to a TNT broadcast. Um, but, yeah, it didn't look like a regular, like, inc- incredible Moda playoff at- atmosphere. Uh, hopefully game four is better. I still think, you know, with COVID, people are still a little worried, I guess. I don't really know. Just imagine if we uh, we were, like, New York. Be yeah, sucks. shout out to the Knicks. Um, but positive things. We can still win game four. Series is tied at two. And then at that point, it's just a three-game series. You just got to win one on the road. Or you just got to win two. We have to win three out of the final four games. Yeah, I mean, we were 2-2 two, we were two, two last last time we played Denver. And we went down 3-2. So, I mean, like, we've, we've come back from deficits. We've played great basketball and must-win games. Um, but you want to try to avoid those must must win games until the last possible moment. You just and, and the other thing is like I'm not necessarily angry with how the Blazers played tonight. This was a much better performance than game 2. Game 2 was a bad performance. There were very, there were a lot of sparks. Because Denver is not going to shoot like that from 3 again. They're not going to shoot 53%. Like even if they, you know, in theory, you don't want to play this game, but if Austin Rivers misses two threes, we win by one. I mean, that's not how it would have played out. That's just saying that Denver's three-pointers, even if they shoot 40%, like their team average, and we played exactly how we did tonight, and we missed open shots. Like, I'm really not – okay, I'm very worried about the series, but I'm not in desperate mode yet. Yeah, it's, uh, we're not looking at this like we were versus the Pelicans where, like, we literally had nothing going for us. Nothing looked like it could be changed. Like, we were down 3-0 or 2-0, just like we'll go back to that. Like, yeah. we looked terrible then. Yeah, I mean, last night – like we're up, to, we're down to, we're down to one, but I would not. It's just interesting. I would not be surprised if we lost game four, and I would not be surprised if we destroyed them in game four. Like I just really don't know, 
because right now the Nuggets have the shooting advantage. You know, they probably they have the coaching advantage. They have the best player in the series, and they have had the refing advantage right now. And that's not as again. I hate using refing as an excuse, but again, when Damian Lillard shoots two free throws, Nurk shoots three free throws, and McCollum shoots four. CJ McCollum shot more free throws than Dame. How many times does CJ drive? CJ, CJ doesn't go to the basket. Yeah, That's, it's absurd. That that stat is absurd to me. I do want to give a shout out just to the two stars of this series because I mean they're both averaging like thirty eight points this this series, and yeah. that's testament to both stars, but also a testament to just how hard they are to guard. I guess that is still a testament to the stars, but like I mean Dame has thirty seven yeah. on bad shooting from three. I mean, he shot 30%. He shot three. well great from two, but a lot of those at the end, or a lot of them are just like, yeah. no one else is going to try to score, so I have to do this by myself. Yeah, well, that was that's kind of our rant there. Um, do you want to go around the league, look at the other games that were last night? Yeah, mm-hmm. so the Bucks go up 3-0 on the Heat. They just look um, in complete the control. The Bucks look really, really good. The Lakers go up 2-1. They defended home court, unlike us. Um, Devin Booker? Devin Booker's foul like, at the end. This is why I don't like Devin Booker. This bomb. is what I was saying on the podcast a couple episodes ago. Devin Booker's a great player, but I just really don't like his attitude and the way he carries himself. Um, usually I base my disdain or my like for players off... Um, how they carry themselves and how the refs ref them. So Booker gets a lot of calls a lot. And then when he doesn't get the call, he complains about it. And that really frustrates me. It's kind of like LeBron in a sense. Um, But I have more respect for LeBron since he's been there and and done that multiple, multiple times. Um, But yeah, so Devin Booker, I guess a frustration foul shoves Schroeder in the air. Like 30 seconds left in the game. Gets ejected. Maybe it was a little soft for flagrant two. I don't think it was. It was, you know, it was a very dangerous and dirty play, and that's AD why I don't like happy about it. Booker. Yeah, AD wasn't happy about it. I mean, sucks for the Suns. You play this well all year in the regular I think season. The Lakers won in six. You got to play the Lakers. Chris Paul doesn't look 100 percent healthy. I mean, it's, it's, but I don't. I necessarily don't really like the Suns, and here's why: because they go eight and zero in the bubble last year, and they're like, we need to make the playoffs because we went undefeated, and it's like that's not how it works. You sucked. You were so bad for yeah. a bunch of the season, and you go eight and zero in the bubble because. I don't know. I don't know their schedule, but they were. I don't know. They went eight zero, and they were like. Really, they went eight zero. Congratulations, you went eight zero. Yeah, and, and get your then they bubble a, trophy. Yeah, they, they have a fantastic well, regular Suns. season. Yeah, yeah, they have a fantastic season, um, and now they're on not the verge, but they're now behind in the first round with the chance of getting knocked out of the first round, which would be very entertaining. Yeah, we're in the better. We're in a better place than the Suns because at least we have a home game next. They True. they are still on the road and they have to steal one at Staples realistically. Well, they yeah. will at some point. They, they actually they will. The series, they have to win at Staples, which I don't think will happen. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, for us, I do think if we win Game Four and the series is tied at two, we can at, at Game Five, Game Six, and Game Seven are all are all winnable. I mean, we could win this series in six still. I mean, I'm not I would not be shocked if we've you know. The offense caught fire for two games, and then we have a close-it-out game in game six. But I'd also not be surprised if this goes to seven or if Denver closes it out. I, I Anything can happen at this point. Um, do you think Blazers, like, do you think this is at least going six? Or, like, could you see a world where the Denver wins in five? I think it's going six. I don't I don't think we – if we lose next game, we deserve to lose in five. How about that? Wow. Because I mean, I think if we lose this next game – yeah, it's still I guess not, it depends on how the game is. Yeah, but like 
you lose both your home games, that's that's rough. Um, yeah, so I I really hope the Blazers come out with extended energy next game, like the Nuggets in game two, and maybe we'll get a couple more more whistles from the Zebes from the Zebras. Um, that's all we got, I think. Yeah, I mean, short, kind of shorter one. Shorter but... podcast, more of a rant. Um, hopefully some changes. Um, if the series goes south, some changes coming in the offseason. Hopefully, um, n- you know, for Dame's sake, we the front office goes for it a little more. You know, it's been a little passive. You know, we've gotten marginally better each year. Um, but, yeah, uh, hopefully we still hang on and win this series. Um I'm not even gonna. We're not even gonna look ahead to next series. We are focused on the Denver Nuggets right now, and we need to win Game Four to tie the series up. And we will see you after Game Four. Hopefully, Episode Ten next podcast. We will have a series knotted up at two. Yeah. We will see y'all later. Peace.